And we are live. Welcome to the NBA Process Strategy Show Mishmash Sunday edition. It's January 7th. We've got a six-game slate ahead of us on DraftKings. And I'm going to break it all down for you guys on uh, the final weekend of the regular season in the NFL. So I say, good riddance football. Let's round out the home stretch of the NBA, the best part of the year. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. Big day today, Liverpool taking on Arsenal. I think it's the only sporting event that matters. I will be in front of that television at 11.30 watching that, but I will also be around breaking down some basketball. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Let's have some fun. So I'm going to be honest with you guys, have to. I've already drank a lot of this coffee. So for those of you that wanted a cheers, cheersing you at the bottom of the glass, which I think is a bad business, but it's happening nonetheless. Uh, what else we got? NBA slate last night was disgusting. Uh, Love my lineups. Took and beat out before 7 o'clock. Was set up perfectly. Daniel House didn't play. That didn't help me in any way whatsoever. Um... Yeah, I got clobbered. NFL was disgusting. Just truly gross. Uh, shout out to... Who's the idiot on the Steelers that barely did anything? Pickens? Yeah. Shout out to him. He was really helpful. So, good riddance NFL. Not playing this stupid slate with all like the fake players that can show up on uh, week 18. So, no thank you on NFL. It is NBA and NBA only for me. And I'm excited for that. So... Why don't we go ahead and hit that like button and get ourselves started? Toasted Biscuits, what's up? I am going to give you guys one little cheers. So rise and grind, even on a Sunday, we are here breaking everything down. Clink to you guys. Let's get it done. I had to get it started early today. I had, I had to clean up the downstairs of the house. It was uh, a little messy. Wife's out of town, needed to handle it, didn't like what I was seeing. So now we're good to go. Switch up that view. You guys know what we're doing. Six games. Now, I have already taken a lap through this entire slate. So this one looks a little different than a normal process show because I've done the work already. We're not doing it together. We are just breaking down the slate. And we're going to start that off. First game up for today, Atlanta Hawks. One and a half point favorites in Orlando, 239 total. We don't have any really crazy outlier totals today. The low man is 229 and a half, Memphis Phoenix. The high man is this game, 239 and a half. So 10 point swing. That's pretty narrow, all things considered. Given what we normally see. Now for Atlanta, not a lot to go, like not a lot going on here. DeAndre Hunter is out pretty standard. Uh, Q tag on Goga Batadze, Q tag on Anthony Black, Q tag on Wendell Carter Jr., Q tag on Markel Fultz. No Gary Harris, no Joe Ingles, no John Isaac, no Franz Wagner. The Orlando side is slightly different. Now, I think we can move on and just sort of break this one down. And right away, uh, the Atlanta side is mostly uninteresting. Now, the Q tags will 
change up a little bit about what Orlando looks like, but at the very least, they are the number three defense on dunks and threes right now, which does not make for a great matchup. And I think you see that in sort of the way that value looks on the Hawks. Whether you want to go to Murray, who at 7,600 has a really nice price tag. It's just not all that appealing. 7,200 for Jalen Johnson. Like that is where he should be priced. 9,900 for Trey Young. Might actually be a couple hundred dollars too expensive with Jalen Johnson back. Bay plays the minutes, but is very uninteresting. You know, you want to take your shots on one of the centers by all means. Bogdan Bogdanovich has been playing well as of late. 6,200 shooting guard, small forward. There's just not a guy that immediately jumps off the page for Atlanta. I think you're just working. You know, they're, they're a perfect last guy in team. Any one of those starters plus a Kongwu is, and I guess Bogdanovich is fine. There's just, there's nobody that I look at here for Atlanta. And I think I got to get a lot of that dude. Now they could look a little bit better. If there's no Goga, no Wendell Carter Jr., no Black, no Fultz, and they're just playing a fake team. Yeah, Atlanta's going to look a little bit better. And that number three defense isn't going to really be the number three defense. But even still at that point, there's only so much more value you can squeeze out of Atlanta. So I don't expect to see anybody from the Hawks just cruising to the top of an ownership table. Now, Orlando is a little bit different. We've got Paolo Bancaro at 9K. He played massive minutes, had a massive score. I'm doubling down on massive by default here. Uh, I want to make sure that I get it right. Paolo, what was that, two nights ago? Yeah. 57 and a half fantasy points against Golden State on the second. Followed that one up on the fifth with 68 against Denver in 41 minutes. That is a big old day. Big, big, big. So I don't know how many minutes to truly go to Paolo Bancaro. I went 37. I think in a competitive game, you're live for 38, 39, 40. I think that could happen. And he looks good. That should be no surprise. Like I said, we don't really know who's going to be playing here, but we do know Franz isn't playing here. And that is just naturally going to put the ball in the former number one pick's hands. And that's a great place to be. Uh, this dude is going to be nice in the future. Still young, still got a lot to learn, but these are the type of games you kind of like, you want to see what he can do. We're talking about 29% usage this season, 55% true shooting. Like the efficiency hasn't been there, but 37% from three, that is getting there. Assist rate is up this year. I mean, he's just going to be a really, really good basketball player. I'm very excited for the future of Paolo Bancaro. I'm excited to roster him today. 9K is expensive. But this role is fantastic. The matchup is amazing. 29th ranked defense for the Atlanta Hawks. They're sixth in pace. You really can't ask for much more on the Orlando side. The problem is we can't really talk about the rest of the magic right now. Too many things. Like if there's no Wendell Carter Jr. and no Goga, then we're going to play an infinite amount of Mo Wagner because he also has power forward eligibility. Now he's 5,600, 
but you're going to be able to like he played he went out and played 38 minutes without those two guys in the last game i mean he'll be the most he'll be one of if not the most popular plays on the slate if one of those guys is in then that probably goes away but we don't know right now so i can't say that we're prioritizing anyone from orlando other than paolo bancaro but if those Q tags break the right way, we could end up having a bunch of the magic because facing Atlanta is great. We just don't know yet. But Bancaro, regardless, one of the better plays of today, feel free to pay up for 9K. I think that price looks good. Second game for today, New Orleans Pelicans. Three and a half point dogs in Sacramento, 235 total. Pelicans are going to be without Jose Alvarado. Uh, still no Matt Ryan. Q tag on Zion, so keep your eyes on that. If there's no Zion, we will certainly be looking a little bit closer at Brandon Ingram and CJ McConnell. Yeah, McConnell. CJ McCollum. Too much TJ McConnell over these past few days. Uh, th those guys will get big-time bumps with no Zion, and then you'll start looking into value of how many minutes do you think Trey Murphy can play? What kind of bump does Najee Marshall get? Um, do they play Larry Nance alongside Joe Val? anything for Herb Jones. Like we start to find something because they're taking on the Sacramento Kings 21st in defensive rating 11th in pace. This is a really nice spot for the Pels and it could be even better if we don't have Zion. Now, if we do have Zion, then we're probably not getting to all that much from new Orleans. Like BI at 8,500 shooting guard, small forward properly priced. CJ McCollum at 7,700, point guard only, properly priced. Zion at 7,900, properly priced. Do I like anybody else on the team? Not really. Joe Val continues to be overpriced, 6,800. I, I don't really know how you justify that. Minutes for the for Joe Val in his last five games now that Larry Nance is back. 22 and a half, 20 and a half, 20, 24 and a half, and 23. Uh, I don't know how you pay 6,800 for that. So... For the Pels, definitely the worst thing we've seen so far. If Zion is out, we can get to B.I. and C.J. a little bit more. For now, Ingram and McCollum and Zion, kind of like Atlanta, like worse versions of Atlanta, always, always, always can be the last guy into a lineup, particularly on a six-game slate. But these are not going to be the first guys you choose. And it's not that much better on the Sacramento side either. Pelicans defense is ninth, which is interesting. 23rd in pace, so mildly slow. Been seeing big minutes out of Fox and Sabonis as of late. Those are the two guys you're probably looking at first. 9,400 for De'Aaron Fox. Looks really good. Uh, I prefer Paolo Bancaro in this 9K range to Fox. You got to go all the way up to 10K for Sabonis. Now we're talking about a pretty sizable double-double with a bunch of assists. If you can find 10K, I mean, by all means, Jokic has an amazing matchup, but how much Jokic do you need against the Detroit Pistons? Feels like the answer is not a lot. After that, we don't really have like a star set. Like there's no Embiid here. There's no Giannis here. So if you're not getting up to Jokic in what could be a very big blowout, DeMontis Sabonis is uh, a decent proximity, and he's been playing great. 1.51. Fantasy points per minute for Sabonis over the last 30 days. Now, that is not at all how I have him projected. I do want to take a look quickly at his uh, props just to see. Am I underselling him a bit? Points prop is 21 and a half. 
I got him at 20 and a half. So anytime I'm within a point, I'm going to be okay with it. And then rebound prop is 13 and a half aggressively juiced to the over. That is where I appear to be missing out on Sabonis. So how am I missing? What am I missing on his rebound prop? If we just take a look at Sacramento, and I'm just going to say games where Fox and Sabonis both started, because that's really all that matters. When the two main guys are there, what is the rebounding rate on Sabonis? Because I think we might need to bump that dude up a little bit. I think I'm underrepresenting him. He's played 985 minutes. Yeah the, yeah, the rebounding rate is a little bit higher than what I've got in here for him. So let's bump that up. Offensive rebounding rate can stay the same. Assist rate any better? Assist rate can go up as well, actually. So does that make it look a little bit better? Now, that gets him up to 12 and a half rebounds now. I think that 13 and a half might be a tad high. Just a tad. But even still, I'm happy to get to Sabonis at 10K. I don't know how much I will get. And a matchup against, like, a matchup against Joe Val isn't a great spot for Sabonis. Like, at least that's the size that can equalize him. For the rest of Sacramento, I think Keegan Murray's fine at 6,400. He's been playing bigger minutes. I got him in for 34. You're probably not getting anything else from Sacramento with any sort of volume. Next game up is kind of hard to talk about, at least on one of the sides. That's going to be Minnesota, three-point favorites in Dallas, 230 total. Now, I like quite a bit here of this Minnesota team. Dallas is 23rd in defensive rating. They're pretty dinged up. And they're third in pace. So lots to think about here. Let's start with the things that look best for Minnesota. 8,800 for Anthony Edwards, point guard, shooting guard eligible. Because you have that MPE, he looks awesome today. Awesome. 8,800 is very viable. Plays big minutes constantly. You know, I got him in for 37 here. Maybe that should be 36, but... Last four games, 37, 30, well, ignoring the most recent game, 37, 37 and a half, 38, and 38. Prior to that, he had a 39, a 38, a 40. So big, big, big minutes for Anthony Edwards in this matchup against Dallas. Sign me up. Also sign me up for Carl Anthony Towns, 7,400 power forward center. This matchup looks great. They don't really have the bodies to deal with him today. I don't mind at all going to a 7K Rudy Gobert. I don't mind at all getting shares of a Mike Conley, a Nas Reed, a $4,500 Jaden McDaniels. I like a lot of this Minnesota Timberwolves team in this matchup against Dallas. I think it stands out a lot. And just in case I didn't mention it, Q tag on Luka Doncic, no Dante Exum, Q tag on Rashawn Holmes, no Maxi Kleba, doubtful tag on Derek Lively, Q tag on Markeith Morris, Q tag on Grant Williams. We have no idea who's playing for the Dallas Mavericks today. The fact that that game starts at 7.30 is frustrating. Hopefully we get a little bit of news before then. But just looking at Minnesota, if everybody's in for Dallas, this is what I like. These guys will look better if that breaks a little bit differently. But start your list with Anthony Edwards, follow that up with Carl Anthony Towns, and then there's an, enough filler from the rest of Minnesota to feel pretty good. But it's Edwards and Towns at the top end. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Nikhil Alexander Walker show up 3,700 shooting guard small forward if we're hunting value. I've got everybody in for Dallas right now. Impossible to talk about them right now. 11 6 for Luka. If I can pay up and find the salary and he's in, I will absolutely do it. I know that it's a difficult matchup. It's extra difficult for someone like Luca when they can throw a McDaniels at him or throw anybody really at him. This is the number one defense after all. You can always want to roll the dice on Kyrie. 1.52 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days for Kyrie, but 8,900 if Luca is in, tough sell. If Luca is out, give me all the Kyrie. Everything else, we kind of need to know the deal. Like Grant Williams, Markeith Morris, lively, doubtful. Like all of that will matter a lot for where the value is going to be for Dallas. Like Jaden Hardy's up to 5,300. So we're not going to be squeezing the same amount of value that we normally do. But if you can get to Luka and he is in, play Luka Doncic. Spoiler alert there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Next game, Detroit Pistons, two touchdown underdogs and more in Denver. 16 and a half point total, 236 and a half point line. This one is basically dreadful. So the Pistons have a probable tag on Alec Burks. Still no beef stew. I find it very difficult to like really want to get to the Pistons. If you're going anywhere, it's Boyan, Cade, and Duran. And that shouldn't be all that surprising. If this game is close, you assume that one of the actual good players on this team did it. Although, based on Darko, Darko plus minus, every single player on the Pistons is negative, which means at, at best average. Only Cade Cunningham on offense in Darko is anywhere above a point one. Uh, if you just go based on this year, Jalen Duran is the only positive on the entire team. This team is driggity dreadful. Boyan, Cade, Duran, please do not play anybody else from the Detroit Pistons. I don't. I can't sum it up any easier than that. Not to mention, this is the number twelve defense in Denver and the number twenty-seven team in pace. So it's also not even a good matchup. Now the Denver side is different. 26th ranked defense for Detroit, ninth in pace. I like the idea of getting to an 11-2 Jokic if you can. I don't know how easy it's going to be. You are competing with Luka in that degree. I feel like Jokic can't be stopped by the Pistons. I know that sounds like a stupid, ridiculous thing to say, but how do they slow him down? Someone's going to be open every time. The Pistons are awful. Jokic is going to find the right man. He might have 18 assists today and 12 points just because he doesn't even have to look to score or he has like 40 real points and very little else because they just can't stop him either way he's going to fill up the stat sheet the question is how many minutes does Nikola Jokic play in 34 we love him other guy that I would want to go to from Denver would be Jamal Murray at 8k 
you can throw in a MPJ or an Aaron Gordon, but it's really only those first two guys standing out. I don't really want to roll the dice on the bench. No Julian Strother. I don't think that really frees anything up for a Christian Brown, a Peyton Watson, a Justin Holiday, anything like that. So if you can acquire the salary for Nikola Jokic, do so. But I don't know if you can do that. Memphis Grizzlies, four-point dogs in Phoenix, 229 total. We have a Q tag on John Morant, which is, spoiler alert, very important. Derrick Rose out. Vince Williams Jr. questionable. If everybody's in, I don't really like Memphis all that much. Jaws at 9,600, so he's properly priced. Bain is at 8,200. Great position, but properly priced. Biombo went from fully out of the rotation, didn't play at all in one game, to back to starting and playing close to 30 minutes. I went 27. They're the only three guys that I like. Uh, $7,500 Jaron Jackson Jr. Keep an eye on the ownership for him and Carl Anthony Towns. That's an interesting dynamic between the two. And if they separate from each other, play the other one. Don't really want to go anywhere else here. Now, if John Morant ends up out, fire up Desmond Bain. Aggressively fire up Jaron Jackson. These guys are going to pop in big, big ways. If we remove a 31% usage John Morant, we're going to be getting to a lot of it. You're probably bumping up Marcus Smart at that point too. There will be a lot more to like here for Memphis if we don't have John Morant. So think about that. Keep your eyes peeled for it. If he's in, we're relatively muted on Memphis. Similarly, on the Phoenix side, we don't have Bull Bull rolled the ankle. KD questionable. Eric Gordon questionable. Nas Little out. Any one of the main dudes are the only guys you're really paying attention to here. Beal, 7,300. Booker, 9,100. Both guys have point guard, shooting guard, MPEs. Nurk at 6,900. Does scare me, I'll be honest. But if he's playing 28 minutes a night, you can take your chances. 1.32 fantasy points per minute for Nurk over the past 30 days. That's a lot better than what I have him at. So makes me feel a little bit better. And then 9,800 for Durant. If he's coming back, play 36 minutes. Totally fine option. Interesting dynamic. He's a little bit more expensive than Paolo Bancaro, but probably a comparable play. So again, ownership will tell a big story there. I could see Bancaro getting jammed and Durant not having a ton of ownership. Also, one game starts at 6, the other at 8.30. We might not even know if Durant is playing at that point. Michael, good morning. So those are the four guys that I'd have my eye on. You know, 6K Grayson Allen, it's a tough sell when everybody is in. Similar, Same story for Eric Gordon or Metu or any of these other guys. It's really that big four that we have. Final game of the night on the DraftKings slate is Toronto. They are two and a half point underdogs in Golden State, 237 and a half total. Now, before we break this game down, I want to remind you guys of what we've got going on for today. We have NFL Deeper Dive, Lafayette and Ben, 10 a.m., final NFL Deeper Dive of the regular season coming up today at 10. You get NFL Live Before Lock, Derek Lindquist, and Matt Kajeski. They'll go from 1130 all the way up until 1. And then you get Emac and Greg tonight, NFL Showdown, Live Before Lock. That one will tip off, tip off at 730. 
So that's what we've got for live shows uh, for tonight and for later today. But if you're looking for NFL coverage, we've got multiple hours coming up on the Stochastic YouTube channel. If you want to play NFL DFS, NBA DFS, whatever, links are in the description to sign up or go to stochastic.com slash join. Weekly passes, monthly passes, lineup generator, Sims tool, NBA, NFL, NHL, MMA, NASCAR, golf, whatever you're looking for, guys, we have it. So come join us. Like I said, final game, Toronto Raptors, two and a half point dogs in Golden State, 237 total. This uh, new look Raptors team kind of settling in. Got a Q tag on Gary Trent. Not so sure it matters a ton. Best guy that we're looking at today for Toronto, at least for me, is probably going to be point guard small forward, $8,700 Scotty Barnes. I think Pascal Siakam at $8,100, power forward center, right behind him. They are the first two guys that I'd like to get to. Minutes are there for Yaka Pertle, but $6,300. Uh, there's not a lot of value coming out of that one. Going to be a couple centers that look a lot like him. Happy to play him, though, here against Golden State. And then our new uh, our new Raptor, Emmanuel Quickly, 6,800. Minutes are certainly there. I've got him in for 34. Uh, point guard, shooting guard helps. He's around a fantasy point per minute. Those four guys do stand out. I don't think RJ Barrett stands out all that much. Playing about 30 minutes. Does have great positionality. Flexibility helps. Not so sure. Like, he's definitely the fifth guy that I want from Toronto. So hard to talk about him. But Barnes and Siakam both look really good in this spot. In particular, I think Barnes, just because of that guard forward eligibility. The only problem is this 8 and 9K range loaded on today's slate. Now, for the Warriors, a bit of a different team here. Draymond is still out, but returning to the team. Kaminga questionable. Very important for a $4,900 Andrew Wiggins if we don't have Kaminga. We also don't have Gary Payton, who uh, tore his hamstring. And then Chris Paul out, broke his left hand. So team's going to look a little bit different. I think you get some backup point guard run from Corey Joseph. We don't have to worry about that. $9,200 point guard shooting guard Steph Curry looks pretty damn good to me. Uh, he's just going to have the ball a little bit more. Not having Chris Paul out there with a massive assist rate. That's going to matter. Uh, I think we just get a lot more Steph doing Steph things. He does look very clearly like the best warrior that you can get to. I think you could roll the dice on a $6,500 Clay, who's about a fantasy point per minute guy. $5,900 Kaminga, if he's in. We're talking about another fantasy point per minute guy. Pajemski, certainly worth a roll of the dice with no Chris Paul around. I like the idea of having some Wiggins and crossing your fingers and hoping Kaminga doesn't play because Wiggins is the guy that's going to benefit immediately there. Even with a minutes bump for Moses Moody, is he a value play? Yeah. Shooting guard, small forward, 3,400. The problem is he's not that great per minute-wise. Around 0.8 fantasy points per minute. I don't really want Looney. I'd probably be more likely to take a run at Sarich if he just needed value because of the power forward eligibility. Trace Jackson Davis, probably a bit too expensive at 5,400. So it took me about 30 minutes on the dot to work through all six games. I think at this point, the best thing we could do is run some crunches and get an idea of what this slate actually looks like, at least at 8.30 in the morning. So if you haven't done it yet, guys, hit that like button. It helps me out all the time. My favorite thing for you guys to do, hit, hit the like button for me. For now, 
Let's get Fantasy Cruncher locked and loaded. And let's see what we've got. I don't have a great feel. I, I don't... Uh, I didn't see any natural spots where it's like, oh, this guy's going to be an 80% of things. We don't have an obvious value play right now. That's for sure. And apologies to the FanDuel people. We'll not be running a FanDuel crunch here. FanDuel still has the later game on the slate. And I didn't project it because it's not a part of what I'm doing today. So what we've got now, optimal lineups on... DraftKings for today. 257.2. This is the optimal by 0.8. So we're doing the Jordan McLaughlin thing again. Do I need to look and see if that's dumb? I, I assume that I do. McLaughlin. Yeah, I, I played 12 minutes. I'm going to take a minute off of him just so he doesn't show up in my optimal. I don't want to make that look any better than it is. So let's try that one last time. Or one more time, actually. Let's knock a minute off of Jordan McLaughlin so he doesn't show up in my optimal. That's the problem here. We that we don't have great value. Okay, here we go. 256.4. We've got two lineups at 256.4. Conley, Edwards, McDaniels. It's just a Wolves onslaught. Conley, Edwards, McDaniels, Paolo Bancaro. Rudy Gobert, Moses Moody, Towns, and Biombo. So we are trying to hunt down a value piece somewhere because the lineup that's tied with this one then has Moody and Killian Hayes. That allows you to get to Bancaro and Steph Curry and keeps Anthony Edwards. But I think the moral of the story is very difficult to pay up. No sign of Luka, Jokic, Sabonis, Trey Young, Durant, Morant. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, you only get to that Steph Curry price tag at 9,200. Now, when we turn uh, randomness on, that'll flatten it out a bit, but Jaden McDaniels and Paolo Bancaro were in 100% of the lineups that we just made. If we look at it from a randomness perspective, Jaden McDaniels climbing... Okay, so there's the value that I expected to see. Moses Moody right now is a guy that is interesting to get to. The problem is, like, not the problem, but, like, he's 3,400. That is helpful when we have no value whatsoever. It's one of the few ways you can get to the top. I found myself getting to more Luka than Jokic or Sabonis. I think positionality is changing that one up, but very difficult to get to the top. If you're paying up, I think those pay-up options are Steph, Bankero. Anthony Edwards, maybe a little Scotty Barnes, which I think makes sense based on how we broke this down. But in the 30% range for Moody and McDaniels, in the 20s for Edwards, Slomo, Bancaro, Curry, and Towns, what we're seeing here today is a very large lack of pay down value. Like if Moses Moody's showing up a lot, I think that's very telling. He's a 4.3x value guy. That's not even good. That's how rough today looks. It's going to be a fun slate. I like that it tips off at 6. Um, we should be able to have some fun there. I got to watch some soccer today too. So I can go out, watch Liverpool beat Arsenal. 
then come home and start prepping my MBA. But for today, I like it. I like it. No NFL for me, that's for sure. And that's going to do it. Very easy slate to break down so far. Remember, the Dallas news is going to be very, very important. Luca questionable. Rashawn Holmes questionable. Markeith Morris, Grant Williams, all questionable. Derek Lively, doubtful. Not to mention Dallas, or sorry, Orlando. Goga, Anthony Black, Wendell Carter Jr., and Markel Fultz, all questionable. No Gary Harris, Joe Ingles, John Isaac, or Franz Wagner. Kyle Whittington, bite your tongue. Go, no, absolutely not. Go Reds here. It's going to be a big one. Going to roll Arsenal. We don't need Mo. He's going to go. He's going to go carry Egypt to victory in the Africa Cup of Nations. Endo going to carry Japan to whatever the hell tournament they are in. They can win too, and then uh, Liverpool can get it done without them. Welcome them back in a month. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, everybody. Be safe. Have fun. I've got nothing left to say. So. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. This was the process.